Hi, I'm Dottie, compulsive eater, and I weigh and measure three meals a day off the gray sheet, write it down, call it into my sponsor, don't eat in, in between meals, and for today, abstinence is the most important thing in my life. Without abstinence, I really wouldn't have a life, and my abstinence date is August 16th, 1999. I live in the villages in Florida, and thank God for Zoom, I have to say, and um, I do want to say my major relationship in life is always been with food, you know, more than anything else. I am not a dieter. I went to Weight Watchers maybe twice, once or twice, gave them money, didn't count points, didn't do any of that. I read the books, but I never took an action. I couldn't comprehend. I couldn't be empty. You know, I was terrified of that thought of being empty. So I kept filling with food and being a grazer, I would eat all day. I didn't eat volumes. But at the end of the day, there was volume consumed. And um, and the thought, just the thought of dieting, I just couldn't comprehend it. And um, the odd thing was all my friends were anorexic. And um, so I was always the fat one, even though I wasn't, the disease didn't really show until my mid-20s. Uh, I was engaging in all the other activities that were not, you know, uh, uh, you know, unacceptable activities. And as I put each one down, because I didn't fill the emptiness within, you know, the food became more important. Uh, I do have to say sugar got me through my childhood, you know, and then it turned on me, you know, the, the substance turns on me. Um, and in my 20s, people started making comments, you know, you better do something about that. You better, you know, and I knew I was hopeless. You know, I knew like, well, someday I'll get my shit together, but not today, you know. And um, in my early 30s, I put down cigarettes and that that the hand kept coming to the mouth, you know, but it was with food. And then I started putting on weight. I was waitressing at the time and the cook said something to me like, what's going on with you? And, you know, I, I don't I don't know what people are talking about. You know, I didn't think that what I was doing was odd. Um and, you know, we used to steal food from um, the place before we brought them out. Uh, I would put in fake orders and then hide the food under the coffee urn and uh, things like that. And um, oh, let me see. And it's. Uh, it was uh, I found my first food program. I, I think I read it in a newspaper or something. And I said, oh, no, I, I belong there. So I went there. But I couldn't I wasn't ready. I couldn't comprehend. They did the readings every every meeting, but I didn't know what abstinence was, even though they read it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how. How do you get it? You know, the gray sheet was already gone by that time. It wasn't offered. And I heard about it. I heard it was the toughest, meanest thing in the world. And I'm like, I can't even do an easy diet. I'm going to do the hard, you know, like it just was not within my um, comprehension. And in that program, I learned about the money program and I went into there. And that was my first recovery. Um, the first time I actually really followed a program. And um, I had a pressure relief meeting where I sat across a man and a woman, and they looked at my numbers, and they were to advise me, give me, you know, suggestions on, on how to proceed. And the man looked me up and down, and he said, you got a problem with food, don't you? 
And, you know, I, I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, right, Sherlock, you know, it's, uh, you know, like, we can't hide this, you know, not, not a compulsive overeater like me. And that started my despair, because I knew there was no answer. You know, I, I'd been in the other program for a decade or so. And, you know, I put on weight, you know, when I went in, since I went in. Because I learned how to eat. They showed me how to eat. (laughs) And uh, I tried the nutritionists who gave me more carbs, you know, um, which were great because they were microwavable. Anything easy. Um, People used to make fun of me for my garbage can in my car. I had like an office um, size, you know, Rubbermaid large garbage can behind the passenger seat. And, you know, because I... I'm not a connoisseur. I would eat fast food all the time because I couldn't deal with delayed gratification. Just couldn't deal with it. And I didn't understand why people laughed at my garbage can. I'm like, what are they, slobs? You know, what do they do with all that paper, you know, and and, and such. And now I have a, like a little normal thing, you know, like like most people, you know, for an occasional tissue, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, it was really kind of funny. Yeah, I'm so uh, oblivious. And then um, I was uh, annoyed um, by uh, uh, the lack of a, uh, I was supposed to go to a, a retreat and it was canceled, but nobody contacted me. And so I went, I knew about the gray sheet meeting because they. I knew the people in the money program who were doing it and their eyes looked good. You know, and I, I asked them what they're doing, and they told me, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and they said, you know, it's a nice program. You know, it's the same room, different day, different time. So I knew where it was. And I, it was a Saturday night, and I was so annoyed, and I wanted to socialize, you know, or, or complain anyway. And so I went to the gray sheet meeting, and it was, a, in, in, it was just a very small group, just a circle of people. And um, when uh, the mantra the mantra was stated by the the speaker, you know, I looked at the door. You know, I was going to get up and walk out, but my friend right next to me, she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, "Nice program, loving program." And so I stayed because I didn't want to be disruptive. Because it would have been, you know, if it was a larger room, I could have just slipped out the door. But you know, it was a very small group of people, and I was led to the only available sponsor. And it was at that moment when higher power stepped in, I sat and I listened. I was kind of overwhelmed by all the information, but that was the miracle. When I drove home, I did not stop at any of the fast foods. And I went home and I got up in the morning and I called my sponsor and I gave her my food. And I've never, I realized I go, this is not like me. You know, I never really worked a program, you know, a food program. You know, I never had a sponsor that I gave food to or anything like that. And uh, in that very first day, the compulsion to eat was lifted, you know, and I realized I never felt that before. I better hold on to this, you know, because I'll never get it back because I never wanted it. You know, I didn't know what abstinence was, you know, how could I, you know, I saw the people with the clear eyes and they scared me, you know, I didn't want that. I didn't know what that was. And so I had to work the program, you know, I got to weigh and measure every meal, you know, I, I don't eat anything in between meals, which is a miracle. I have life now, 
in between my meals. I have contented abstinence. You know, the food doesn't call me. You know, it's very rare that I'm tempted by anything. I, I don't think about it. You know, and every meal is a celebration. Every meal is delicious. I learned how to taste. I didn't know. I didn't know how to taste. I couldn't taste anything beyond the salty, fatty, sugary type of stuff, you know, that I used to eat. And now, you know, my taste buds came alive and, and I'm really enjoying my food. And it's, you know, and I had to develop a, a routine. You know, I have to go to the grocery store numerous times a week, you know, and I have favorite grocery stores you know, and um, I don't chase the food like I did in the beginning. I used to drive great lengths to get to a to the right grocery store to get the right thing, you know, and I don't want to work that hard now. You know, the food is good. And I'll tell you, you know, I like everything. It's really not a problem. <laughs> and um, and so let's see, I've been in AWOLs. Um, my, luckily, I, I was in the Long Island community we had a, a live meeting every day, some days too. And um, for a while there, I was doing an AWOL a year. That was a goal to do that. And um, so I have a few under my belt and I've been co-leading some, you know, the shorter ones. And um, it really helps me move forward. If I don't move forward, I'm going to go back. And if I go back, I'm going to end up back in the food. You know, the important thing is to keep my gratitude and my willingness. Willingness is tied to gratitude. And I have to be grateful for this and, and for life. You know, even though life isn't always that easy, it's better abstinent than it is in the fog. The fog is not living. Sitting on the sofa, stuffing myself, watching TV, watching life go by is not living. I'd rather be... Uh, thanks, five minutes. I'd rather be involved in life. So um, what do I do? I, I work the tools of the program. I go to meetings. I need to hear the message. I need it, you know, I need it at least three times a week. I need to be involved in giving service. Even, you know, in the live meetings, it was like setting up chairs. But now um, once I retired, I'm a retired teacher. I became a GSR and started giving service on rural service level. And um it gives me a sense of being a part of something greater than myself, you know, and giving back to the community, you know, that's been so gracious to me, you know, and it's, it's a beautiful thing, the, the community that we have. And um, I love giving service. Uh, a lot of my friends think I'm crazy. And I'm like, well, I don't understand why they think I'm crazy. Well, I know I'm crazy, but, you know, it's... Um, this is something that's really given me a life beyond my wildest dreams. My wildest dream was the next bite would do it, and it never did. So, you know, this is a much more satisfying life, and I get to live it. And um, picking the phone, the phone is the heaviest thing in the world. That's the hardest tool for me to use to pick up the phone call. And, um, but, you know, I sponsor, I have a sponsor, and I sponsor. And um, I like to travel. Graysheet is um, very doable. Um, I'm planning a trip. Well, somebody was ill and I got to take her place. And so I was go I'm, on, I'm going to be on a cruise in Greece and Turkey um, coming shortly next month. 
but you know, it was so expensive. I'm like, well, if I spend another 2000 and get some reservations at Airbnbs, I'm going to be gone for the whole month, September 30th. And then I return October 31st. And, um, and I want an Airbnb apartment because I'm going to cook my own meals. You know, restaurants are, you know, I like to eat out with other gray sheeters. That's my favorite. But, you know, I used to, I was raised in restaurants. You know, to me, that's not really the best place to be. And um, my own food is good. You know, my cooking is better. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying it you know, fresh made food, because I've worked in restaurants for a great, great many years. And a lot of the cooking begins like 530 in the morning. So it's been cooking all day by the time dinner comes around, some of it. And, um, you know, and it's made for convenience and putting together large quantities. It's like a factory in the back. Um, and the food that we make is, is delicious. It's fresh. I would have uh, guests over. And they would say, well, what kind of cooking is this? What style is this? I go, uh, it's Costco. You know, it's what's ever on sale, you know? And they're like confused. I go, it's fresh. You know, I just cut it up and I just cooked it now, you know, shortly. You know, that's, yeah, people don't know what fresh food is. You know, they really don't. And it's, um, it's a miracle. This program is a miracle. And I want to do my best to help it grow and stay strong. And, you know, because that helps me. You know, and reaching out to the uh, sick and suffering is, is important service to give. Um, I, I really like connecting with people. It's something that I've always hidden from, you know. Um, you know, people have always been a bit of a mystery for me, you know. And um, but I, I love having uh, knowing people who speak the language of recovery because we can communicate and when we miscommunicate, we can understand that we did and then fix it and move on. I don't have to eat over it. You know, I don't have to eat because I'm angry at anyone. I don't have to eat because I'm sad or I'm hiding or, you know, I'll show them, you know. Oh, yeah, that's a favorite eating thing. And I don't I don't do that anymore. I enjoy my food. My food is a miracle. You know, it really is. And I'm going to go shopping today and get some more. And um, yeah, we're expecting a hurricane here, maybe. And so I'm like, oh, great, you know, just in time, you know, for my plane trip, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. And I have my um, travel food ready. You know, I have, um, I'm getting myself down to one suitcase, which is going to be hard. But because um, I'm a sloppy traveler, I used to have a, a second suitcase, which was the kitchen, you know, everything I needed in the kitchen. And, um, I'm going to try to get it all down. Oh, my time is up. Oh, okay. So it's one day at a time. And uh, thank you so much for having me.